The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome to it, Wednesday night edition. It is 7.07, so that is time for you to pick up that phone and ask your questions. You've been waiting uh, for a couple of days to do so. Now is your time. Do it, 416-870-6400, help at employmentlawyer.ca, or if you simply want to go to employmentlawyer.ca to catch links to our long-running television show as well, a 30-minute version of what you get here what, four times a week on the radio, so check it out, employmentlawyer.ca, and the website available for you as well, free, anonymous, 24-7, of course, and uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's lots about employment law. It's in the title, of course, but there's also a bit on disability. The severance pay calculator is in there, so it's a really useful website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But the phone calls here and now, bring them on. Lines are now open. And ready for you. We'll get to some of your emails a little later on this evening. But working through an employment agency or temp agency, we will tackle that first off after we get to the week that was. How are you, pal? Hey, John. I am well. I am excited to be back here. Always flagship show of the Employment Law Show every uh, Wednesday at this time. So I'm glad you could join us and uh, listening to listen to us to so you can learn more about employment law and your workplace rights. It's not about me. It's not about John. It's about you, your rights, what you need to know, uh, things that are important to you, things that are going to impact you preserving those rights that's what i try to do here is to preserve rights the rights are there i don't create the rights but you can give up rights without even realizing so this show is about making sure that doesn't happen preserving your employment law rights so if you have a question about that about something to do with your job you lost it maybe and you're wondering what does that mean and what you're owed maybe your company wants you to sign a new employment agreement i've been getting a lot of those recently should you sign and, and what does that mean? Maybe you've been on the layoff, still on on the layoff. Call us now with the questions. I'll answer them. I'll make you feel better and enforce and help you enforce and at least preserve your employment law rights. Don't be bashful. Now's the time. And to get us started, of course, as always, a couple of situations that came across my desk uh, just over the past couple of days. First one, John, I'll tell you about. I spoke with a, a gentleman who had been a marketing manager uh, for some three years for you know, a fairly uh, good-sized company. Now, he told, he he says to me that for the three years, he always got paid a, a flat amount every single month, no deduction, nothing for, for tax okay. uh, or, or for EI or CPP, just a flat amount uh, that he took care of his own taxes. But he worked full-time exclusively for the company. He had a boss he reported to. He attended staff meetings, etc. So uh, recently, because of COVID-19, unfortunately, he lost his job. And uh, when he, he realized he wasn't paying any, paid any severance, he asked the company, well, where's my severance? Of course. They said, well, no, you're an independent contractor, right? So because you're an independent contractor, we're not obligated to pay you any severance. And mm-hmm. said, look, we, we never took taxes, etc. You're an independent contractor. So he had an inkling that that's probably wrong, and he called me. And sure enough, that is complete and utter nonsense. Of course he's an employee. He couldn't be more of an employee if he tried. He had a regular, full-time job. He's a marketing manager. He came into work every day. He had a boss. Uh, he presented reports to his boss. The fact that he was not, the company was not deducting taxes is irrelevant. The company is doing something illegal by not <laughs> deducting taxes, but that doesn't mean that it changes the status of what he is. 
So this is such a common issue, John. You and I have been talking about this for years, and this was probably one of the most obvious examples of that. He is owed severance because he is an employee. Not only is he owed severance, he is owed vacation pay that he never got. Uh, he is owed holiday pay that he never got. So this company did it wrong. And I wanted to remind everyone there that you're, you're likely misclassified if the company believes you're an independent contractor. Ask yourself, do I have a regular job? If the answer is yes, you're, you are an employee. And John, for this guy, that means about six months severance he's owed after three years of employment. I'm going to help him get it. So remember this idea of being misclassified as a contractor when you really are an employee. A very, very common situation. If you want to know, by the way, if you're actually an employee or an independent contractor, John mentioned pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Well, it, at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, we have a tool that allows you to find out if, in fact, you're an employee or a contractor. It's free. It's anonymous. So uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Check it out and peruse while we uh, we finish the show, or at least continue on the show here. We're just getting started. The phone number, 416-870-6400, getting your calls lined up. So we'll get to that shortly. Uh, you got another matter to talk about. What is it? Yeah, absolutely. I spoke with another gentleman who uh, recently, uh, unfortunately, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. He uh, told his employer, in fact, uh, sent his employer, emailed him the, the test results because mm-hmm. he, now he's going to have to be off for a couple of weeks. The next day, he gets an email from his employer saying, because you're going to be off, or we're going to be letting you go. Uh, so I, I, I kid you not. Uh, so remember the general rule that we talk about, that an employer has a right to let you go pretty much for any reason. Well, this is an exception. The government here in Ontario has made it clear you cannot be let go uh, if you have to take time off because of COVID-19. That's illegal. We call that actually a reprisal. It's a breach of the Employment Standards Act. Irrespective of the severance that the company pays you, you cannot be let go because you've contracted the virus. Now, the other thing that's unique about this situation is in this type of a situation, he can actually get reinstated. Because what the company did is illegal, because they weren't allowed to let him go, he he can actually get reinstated. That's rare. You can usually, in most cases, not get reinstatement. You can just get compensation if an employer lets you go improperly. This is one of those exceptions. So I'm going to help him actually get his job back. And I wanted to remind everyone, employees and employers, you cannot be let go if you have COVID-19. You cannot be let go if you're isolating in following uh, directions of, of the health authorities. If you are let go, that's illegal, that's a reprisal. We can potentially even get you your job back. So very important to keep in mind, especially these days. Again, reach out uh, anytime to Lior and the team, uh, if only for a deeper conversation, no problem. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. But right here tonight, you know it, 416-870-6400. That is the number. David, thanks for uh, standing by for a couple minutes. How are you? Fine, thank you. My, my scenario is, is the first one that you described. Mm-hmm. Yet I, I, I started March, uh, to April, sorry, April 2019, um, and then obviously was you know we shut the doors uh, March 2020 in the events industry. But I, I signed on basically as a subcontractor, not not quote for quote with those words, but uh, you know pretty much almost being responsible for my own taxes. But I did do reports. I did host meetings. In fact, conducted them. You know, had an office, exceeded 40 hours a week, had a business card, dealt with clients on a daily basis. And I mean, is, is there anything? Is there anything that I could do? 
So in, in March, when the, the, the company shut down, uh, we, have you been in touch with them since? Have you been called back to yeah. work? Tell, tell me what's no, happened. No, we're, we're, we're in the events industry, so you know, no, no large gatherings of people. I mean, it's, it's not happening until who knows when. Right. So, I understand. I understand. So, yes, in your, your situation, uh, you, you clearly are an employee. I mean, based on what you've described, as I said earlier, you, you probably couldn't be more of an employee if you tried, and it doesn't really matter what you signed off on. So, in, the, in your situation, it's a, it's a matter of that, that we know. Number one, you could potentially get you know, vacation pay and uh, even overtime pay, holiday pay that you would have gotten, uh, that you should have gotten. Uh, over the past year when you were working. But in terms of severance, it comes down to this. It comes down to whether or not your employer could be open on some sort of a limited basis but chooses not to open because it may not be profitable for them because of, you know, no no large gatherings. So could they open if they wanted to? Uh, the answer to that is, is, is yes. I mean, they, they do do small things. They, they do do small things for, for small groups. You know, like if there's pictures but I don't want to name the property no no of course I don't want you to but if, if they're if they're doing if they're taking photos or if they're having you know a ceremony for like 20 people or something like that right they'll they'll, they'll you know provide a sound system and and mm. and, 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 and whatnot uh, so so my role is is really uh, uh, not happening until they've got gatherings you know of two to three hundred people but they still are they still are operating at a very small capacity. I've been very respectful, you know, when I've been promised my job back once things go back to normal, but, you know, I, I can't sit and wait until yeah. the next ice age. So you, you can now treat your employment, and I do say the word employment, uh, as being terminated. You can get severance, and uh, depending on your specific role and your age, etc., you'd probably be looking in three, maybe even four months of, of severance is, is what you'd be owed here. So that's ultimately your choice. Your choice, number one, is you can wait and see what happens if they call you back, and that could be a while, especially with uh, how things are these days. Or you can say, no, I'm not waiting. I'm going to simply treat this as it being at an end. I'm going to treat this as a termination. And because I'm an employee, company, you're going to have to pay me severance. If you decide to go with that second option, I want you to give me a call off air. I'll help you do that. I'll help you get the, the severance that you owed. But your, yours is a classic situation of someone being misclassified as a contractor when you're clearly, clearly an employee. Just a quick question. Is there a statute of limitation that I'm sort of sitting and waiting uh, two years, so you're 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 perfectly fine. Okay, so I so I literally have until March two thousand twenty-two, I guess. Egg, exactly. Now, if they call you back uh, right. and you go back, at that point, obviously, you can't go and pursue it. But uh, if if they don't call you back or you choose not to go back, yes, you can get severance uh, going back to March of twenty twenty, and you have two years from that date to pursue it. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, David. Appreciate your time. Smart call. Well done. And to reach out further to Lior and the team, one 821 5900 is the way, the email address. You want to use that, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always tons more information is available for you, David, or anybody who's listening as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll take a short break here, get right back to it, give you time to uh, grab a phone, punch in the number, and ask your questions as well. Do it for yourself or for a friend or family member in need, just wants more information. 416-870-6400, Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 721. Yeah, welcome back indeed. 416-870-6400. That is the number. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. And pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's like having a lawyer with you 24-7, free and anonymous. Feel free to go there anytime and uh, get more information. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But always priority, the phone calls as it is every week on this show. Mike, thank you for uh, for hanging on. You're first up uh, in this round. What's going on, pal? Oh, well, I was... Uh... I've been laid off since March uh, from a restaurant, and I was looking into the uh, the severance thing. And I, I saw there's two two different kinds of severance: the Employment Standards Act severance or common law severance. And uh, uh, looking into that, uh, I, I found that the the government has kind of put a stop on uh, getting severance due to COVID nineteen layoffs for the Employment Standards Act, but that's not the case for common law. Uh, I, was, I was wondering if uh, Lior could clarify that for me. Sure, absolutely. So it's not necessarily two different kinds of of, of, uh, severance. The way it works is that the Employment Standards Act outlines your minimum entitlements, your minimum entitlements. Now, uh, that's only a fraction of what your full entitlements are. Your full entitlements are what we call your common law severance entitlements, and those are significantly more, and, and, and it's inclusive of your Employment Standards Act entitlements. So I'll give you an example. Maybe you work for a company for three years. Your minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act is three weeks' pay. Your full entitlements under the common law could easily be six months' pay. That six months includes that three weeks. It's not six months plus three weeks. Okay. Now, what the government has done is it impacted severance for some people with respect to your Employment Standards Act entitlements, but that's completely irrelevant because your full entitlements, your common law entitlements, have not been impacted in any way, shape, or form. So whatever the government has done, and a lot of people have heard about that. Wait a second, there's, uh, you know, uh, I can't treat it as a termination or I don't get severance. No, that's all false. You can still get the exact same amount of severance. So, Mike, if you now uh, are on a layoff, you have the right to treat that layoff as a termination and get your full severance under common law. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Um, and, and some, some of the things I was reading about common law, um, it's intended to um, cover for what you would have made while you're looking for a new job. Is that, yes, is so that... it's exactly. It's intended to pay you for a period of time, and we look at a few factors to determine what that period of time is, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And yes, you're supposed to get paid for that period of time because that's what the law thinks it should take you to find another job. And it could be as little as two months and as much as 24 months. Okay. Now, would getting CERB affect that? Because that is supplementing income, which if this uh, common law severance is supposed to supplement your income while you find a new job, would the judge consider CERB to have covered that already? Well, for some, for reasons that I don't understand, the government has said that no, you can have CERB and severance for the same period of time. So that's the government saying that. So, so there's the answer is that no, it would not impact your common law entitlement. So even if you're receiving CERB, you can still get your full common law entitlements, and one has nothing to do with the other. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. No problem. Well, thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Giovanni, thank you for standing by. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good, brother. What's on your mind? Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm in the trade industry in the construction, and um, my question is this: I was laid off. Uh, I got hurt in a job. Okay. 
I got yep. hurt in a job la- last year, and then uh, before COVID, I was working uh, with my some restrictions, right? Because uh, I got hurt, and then in March, sorry, end of end of April, they decided to lay me off because they said we don't have. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, things going on here, so because of the COVID, and we're gonna lay off some people, so we're gonna lay you off. But but I was on modified restrictions, and I couldn't go anywhere else to seek another job because I wasn't fully fit. Still, I was still recovering. Could they do that to me? <laughs> so, Giovanni, the the only one that can answer that is your uh, your union. The only one that can advise you or represent you, if needed, to help you is your union. Depending on what the collective agreement says and some other factors, the answer could be yes, they can do that, or no, they can't. But the union is the only one that can advise you in this situation. Uh, And uh, it's very important for you and for everyone else actually out there to understand that if you are part of a union, pretty much everything that we talk about on this show, unfortunately, doesn't apply to you. Uh, your, Your rights are encompassed in your collective agreement. And the only one that can advise you, help you, answer your questions, represent you is the union without any exceptions. Giovanni, appreciate your time. So take it up with them, obviously. Uh, 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. you still got lots of time to ring in, chime in, ask your questions. Dave, you're up next. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Um, so I was working pretty much full-time for a guy, um, an installer, and... So due to the way he was acting and treating me, I basically told him I quit because it was beyond even the point of unprofessional. The question becomes is, can I go after him for severance? So the the short answer is absolutely yes, because of the fact that uh, we all have a right to work in a healthy work environment. And if, if we're being harassed and mistreated, we can treat that situation as a termination, we can, it's called a constructive dismissal, and absolutely get our severance. But here's the, the concern in a situation like that is we have to be able to prove that we're being harassed, right? You would have to show what he was doing to harass you and mistreat you. Keep in mind that he's not going to say, uh, you know, put down his head and say, sorry, Dave, I did do that. I was harassing you and mistreating you. He's going to say, never happened. I treated you like gold, right? He's going to say that. So the question becomes, how do we show what actually happened? So if you have anything in writing or anything to document or someone else that's willing to corroborate what happened, absolutely, not even difficult at all to do that. If you don't have anything, it becomes difficult, right? I have both texts that show uh, aggressivity as well as when the day I did quit because I just was tired of being treated like that. Um, I had a uh, witness with me that witnessed basically every, like, the guy was basically just going, lost his mind, basically. Right. So I have who's willing to uh, cooperate and even sign an affidavit as, as a corroboratory witness. Well, if you have text messages and you have a witness, then we're absolutely in business. Not even a question. Now, Dave, how long did you work there for? I worked for this man for two years. So you easily would be owed, you know, a few months pay, maybe three, maybe four months uh, of severance. So yeah, I want you to reach out to me off air, Dave. Give me a call, or we'll give you that number in just a sec. And yeah, we can absolutely help you. And, and you've done the right thing. You, you've made sure that there was a witness. You have text messages because you have that. It's not going to be difficult to uh, to resolve. Awesome. 
Thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. I'm going to give you that number now. And, yeah, follow up, 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Here and now, though, quick way to get some answers, 416-870-6400. you got lots of room. we got lots of time. So bring on your call. Jan, uh, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Okay. What's on your mind? So long and short, I was a direct hire, full-time hire. Um, the business that I was um, begun to work for, they uh, were struggling. Um, I was a culture ad, um, definitely added a lot within the first two, three weeks that I was there. Over that period of time, the three weeks, I was being harassed, and uh, the employer knew that I was being harassed. On the Monday that I returned to work, um, after the first three weeks of being there, I actually went to the courthouse to put a peace bond on the person that was harassing me. When I returned to work, they fired me immediately. And, uh, you know, the long and short of it was I was a direct hire, and the, the probation period was really just for the benefit. And they knew by the time that they had conducted a review of the 90-day period of the harassment, and documenting it, um, my probationary period understood would have lapsed. And so they took the opportunity and fired me, and they really didn't do anything to help me. But the worst part was, despite all the added things that I had done, incredibly in three weeks, and I know that sounds far-fetched, but I really was that good, Um, they fired me with cause. And on the exit interview, she said to me, you know, she doesn't need a reason to fire me. And I, I was... You know, every, I had brought them up to speed. I had gone to leadership, you know, outing with them where I was, you know, I, I was contributing to the team. So, um, right. yeah. So, so here's how I, I look at this. If ultimately, you, number one, you can show that you were being harassed. And keep in mind, as I was telling our previous caller, that the company's not going to admit it, right? They're not going to come in and say, yes, uh, uh, Jan was being harassed. So if you can show the harassment and you can, and, and then we can establish that they let you go because of it, well, no, that's illegal. They can't do that. That's a breach of at least a couple of statutes, uh, and, and there could be significant consequences for them for doing that, regardless of whether you worked there for three weeks, three years, three days, doesn't matter. So that's the key here is to establish the harassment, to establish uh, the, the mistreatment. Uh, if they didn't let you go because of harassment, if the reason is different, then they're right that they don't need a reason and they wouldn't have to pay you anything because you were during the probationary period. But they cannot use the probationary period to let you go because you're harassed or because you've complained about harassment. So the key then, Jan, is can you establish that harassment? If you can, if there's something to corroborate it, let's you and I connect off air so that we can uh, figure out the best uh, course of action here. Jan, appreciate the call. Here's how you are going to connect. You're going to go to 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Here and now the phone number continues. The calls continue, 416-870-6400. That is the way you want to reach out for uh, this show and every show we do here on Global News Radio. Working through an employment agency or temp agency. We'll get to a couple of these as we uh, get some more calls lined up. So an employee is hired through a placement agency, uh, that agency, are they the person's employer or the place they end up working? Well, the, the answer is it depends. It uh, could be one or the other, or it could actually be both of them. 
So it really comes down to who you report to. If you uh, if you have a regular job and you're reporting to someone at a company, the placement uh, the agency puts you in a, in a company and you report there and you go to work there and they tell you what to do and you're doing that regularly, that company becomes your employer. On the other hand, if you're really reporting back to the agency, they tell you where to go and you go to different places, different times, uh, and you're, you don't stay at one place too long, then the agency is your employer. But in many situations, you can actually have more than one employer. I had a case just uh, last week where someone uh, was placed through an agency and worked there for about a year and a half for a big company. And he was at that company every single day, uh, full time, etc. Mm-hmm. And then he was let go. Well, that big company was really their employer. That placement agency had nothing to do with them other than placing them. So you actually may be an employee of a different company, not the company that directly hired you. That's very important to remember. 416-870-6400 is the number. Ted, you are, uh, you're here and you're on. How are you? Yeah, hi, thanks. Uh, just a question. Uh, I um, recently uh, got hired uh, at a job, and uh, before the hiring, I was asked questions regarding if I was uh, – if I had a disability or not, and um, if in the future what I said uh, was not correct. So if I if I put a false statement, uh, because I, I do have a disability, but I put no, in the future that would be reason for dismissal with cause. That's what I had to sign. Is that Would that be legal or... <clears throat> So was that something that they asked you during the interview process or after they've already made you an offer? It was be it was uh, it was uh, during the process of my application, right? So I technically wasn't hired yet, and they said, uh, "Do you have a disability?" They're not. They weren't dismissing the fact that they, they didn't say they wouldn't hire me. They just said, "Do you have one?" And if you put no, and later it's found that you did, that would be cause I was. That would be cause for dismissal in the future. So it's actually inappropriate to ask you that before they hire you. Just like they shouldn't be asking someone, you know, are you are you pregnant, for example, right, during the application. It's exactly the same from a legal standpoint. They should not be asking someone, uh, do you have a disability? Now, it's very different after they already made you an offer, after you're already employed, they may want to know if there's some limitations that you have or if there's any accommodation that you need. At that point, it may be appropriate to ask the question, but it's completely inappropriate to ask that as part of the application process. So not only am I not worried about them letting you go for cause, I actually say that just by asking you that, that's a human rights violation. So uh, if you do have a disability that impacts your job, you should tell them. You should tell them because it may be a safety issue. It may be something that they need to know. They can't punish you for it. Now, if it's a disability that doesn't impact your job, then no, you don't need to tell them. Uh, it could be, you know, may, many of us may have medical conditions, but it doesn't impact how we do the job, in which case, no big deal. If you have a condition that impacts your job, you absolutely should tell them. They cannot legally f- fire you. Number one, that would be another human rights violation. And number two, because right. that it was inappropriate to ask you that to begin with, legally, they can't do anything. Right. Okay. Can, uh, can I just ask one more quick uh, question? Sure. Uh, I'm actually employed at two different places, and one of the places 
uh, my disability is affecting me. So, uh, my is it would it be okay to have doctors note saying that for this particular employer you can't work, and for that one you can? It would would it be conflicting to say, well, how can you have a note for this and not a note for that if in the future it finds out, you know? Well, at the end of the day, your doctor has to decide that. There could be many reasons as to why you're able to do one job and not the other. One job may be a job where you're sitting at the desk. Another one may be a job where you're carrying heavy equipment all day, as an example. So there could be different reasons. At the end of the day, if your doctor has a legitimate reason and your doctor feels that there's medical reasons why you can do job one but not job two, that's fine. Obviously, if if it's one of those situations where you decide, that could be a problem. But if your doctor backs you up and your doctor do, does that with having the appropriate information about your job, then you're, you're covered. You're fine. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate that. And uh, good luck carrying on. Still got some time. 416-870-6400 to give us a call. Ask some questions. But in the meantime, we're talking about working through an, uh, an employment agency or a temp agency. You're working there. No taxes are deducted, and the person is considered an independent contractor, yes or no? No, and, and we touched on that right at the beginning of the show or the week there was in, in with the caller that called us. Remember, it's actually quite simple in most cases to figure out if you're an employee or an independent contractor. You really ask yourself one question, and, and that is, do I have a regular job? You know, Do I go to work at, uh, in the morning and work and then come back in the afternoon and go back the next day to do the same thing? Do I have a boss? Uh, you know, Am I working full-time or exclusively? And, and if that's the situation, you have a job, then you are an employee. You're going to be an employee 10 out of 10 times, 100 out of 100 times. And it doesn't matter if you're through a placement agency, a temp agency, if you signed a piece of paper that says something different. None of that matters, right? You can't change the legal nature of, of what you are just because you sign a piece of paper. And this is very common when someone is, is, uh, has placed someone through an agency. They're treated like an independent contractor, but they are employees. Uh, this is a, a very, very common situation, and the difference here is significant because if you are really an employee, you have all the rights of an employee. Minimum wage, vacation pay, overtime pay, statutory holiday pay, uh, 15 other rights at least that you would have as an, as an employee. Of course, also the right to severance. So that's why we need to remember that distinction. Employee versus contractor and being hired through a temp agency does not change that in any way. You know, you always got to think about, uh, you know, the other end of it when you're let go and severance. So for someone in that situation, what happens if that employee loses their job? Like who pays? So there's a, this assumption somehow, and I, I never understood it, that just because you're working somewhere through a, through an agency, whether it's a temp agency, a placement agency, if the job comes to an end, you don't get severance. That's nonsense. Of course you get severance. The only time you wouldn't necessarily get severance is if you sign an agreement for a specific period of time. So if you sign an agreement saying, okay, you're going to work on this job for a year, and, you, and that's what it says, you work for the year, at the end of the year, you're not owed severance because you'd simply work for the time that was gotcha. agreed upon. Yep. But if you start a job and uh, they, you work until they tell you to stop working, then yeah, you're owed severance. And, and both the company that you're actually doing the work for and the company that placed you may be on the hook for that severance. So very important to remember, even quote-unquote temp employees or placement employees, you're absolutely owed severance 
if you lost your job. And you can always, always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to find out how much severance you're owed. You know, if I'm an employer, though, and I'm hiring people through an agency, placement agency, temp agency, whatever, how, how do I protect myself? Is there protections? Well, you, you cannot avoid your legal obligations right. by hiring someone through an agency. Think about it. If it was that simple, all employees would be hired this way. Yeah. I now have close to 100 people working at my firm. Well, wait, wait a second. Why am I hiring them directly? Wouldn't that be smarter if I just hire them through a third party and then I don't have to worry about it? I don't have any obligations because they're hired through someone else. It doesn't work that way. Uh, the law is smarter than that, right? The law always looks at yeah. substance over form. If they work for me, they're my employees. doesn't matter what else I'm trying to do. So to protect yourself is don't try to, if you're the employer, don't try to you know circumvent the law. If someone's going to work for you, exclusively for you, hire them as an employee. Have a proper employment agreement with them. That's the best protection that an employer can have is to have a proper employment agreement. Hiring someone through a third party does not protect you in any way. In fact, it's just an invitation for trouble later on. So be smart. Hire people if, you, if they're going to work for you. Give them a proper employment agreement, and then you'd be fine. A couple minutes to go here. I want to slide into a, an email or two. Esther is up first, says, uh, Hi, guys. My employer has sold the business. I was offered a job but the buyer uh, by the buyer, but after I tried to negotiate the salary, well, the uh, buyer pulled the offer off the table. What are my rights? Well, the, here's the thing. If, if you're now not working for the buyer, if Esther is not going to work for the buyer because they couldn't reach a deal, then the company that sold the business has to pay her severance because now she's out of a job. Right. Now, if she had continued working with the buyer, in most of these cases, the buyer inherits her service. Her employment is not terminated because she continues with the buyer. But if she's not going to continue with the buyer, then okay. Uh, the, the seller has to pay her full severance. So, so Esther, you're owed severance based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. I wouldn't sit on this for too long because we don't know what's going to happen with that seller. We don't know if they're going to close shop, pack up, leave the country, etc. So uh, give me a call and let's, uh, let's figure out exactly how we get you that severance. We'll get to uh, Jim's email. Jim says, uh, guys, my employer let me go but is now saying that I resigned so I don't get severance. What do I do? You know, I, 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 th that's actually more tricky than you, you think uh, because if you've been let go but you don't have a, a letter of termination or an email. Prove it. Right. It's easy for the company to say, oh, no, no, we didn't let you go. You walked in and you said, I quit. And, you know, if, what if the company's owner has his brother there to say, oh, I was there and I heard, it, I heard you quit. Uh. So I, if you ever are let go and you don't have a termination letter or you don't have a, a, an email or something confirming that, create it yourself. Send an email right away to your boss saying, confirming that today you told me that uh, I'm being let go. Create that record yourself. If you do that, you're fine. Uh, but if you don't, it's very easy for the company to say you've resigned. So always, always writing. If it's in writing, it means something. We're good to Jack. You got uh, one minute for your question. Jack, go ahead. What is it? Hey, so, um, so I've been working for a company for 11 years. Yep. Um, and my boss told me that he was able to, it's a seasonal job. So every winter we get laid off. Right. He yeah. told me that he was able to uh, lay us off whenever he wants and not pay us any severance. 
nonsense. That's absolutely not uh, at all that situation. Doesn't matter if it's seasonal or not. If he lets you go, he can pretty much for any reason, but he has to pay you severance. If you've been there for 11 years, you could be owed a year's pay. So remember, for you, for anyone else that has a seasonal job, if you come back to that job every year and you've been doing it for a while, if the company now decides not to bring you back, then guess what? They have to pay severance. They can't rely on the seasonal nature of the job to avoid paying you severance. And that is where we are going to wrap it up for another evening. Appreciate all of your uh, phone calls and correspondence. Love it. We'll get you back here on the weekend. In the meantime, you want to uh, get a hold of Lior and his team, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address. And always, we've used it several times, mentioned it several times. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the free and anonymous website. You want to catch our TV show, simply go to employmentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show, the weekend show. Stick around, though, on point, coming right back at you. Alex Pearson is coming back on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.